Hi, I'm Phelan Johnson. And I'm Leah Simone Bowen, and we look at history a bit differently. Have you ever wondered how hundreds of wild horses came to inhabit an island in the Atlantic Ocean? Or what Lord of the Rings and a small town in Manitoba have in common? Or the burning question, did Canada invent the teen drama? The Secret Life of Canada is a podcast about the country you know and the stories you don't. New episodes available now wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Lena Rodriguez's new film, So Much Tenderness, is about an interesting thing. The in-betweenness you feel when you've left your home and settled somewhere else. That you don't feel fully at home where you ended up, and you don't feel fully connected to where you came from. Lena's here to talk about her own experience with that, and what it was like directing her own family in the film. That's coming up. If you've ever felt like you don't really know where home is to you, you might love the new film from Lena Rodriguez. It's called So Much Tenderness. It's about, I mean, this is the plot, right? It's about a Colombian environmental lawyer who flees her country after the murder of her husband. She ends up settling in Toronto, where she lives there with her uh, daughter. It's a personal film for Lena. Lena's also Colombian. She came to Canada to study and to live. But yeah, when you watch this film, you realize, and Lena's going to talk about this in our conversation, it's largely about that in-betweenness feeling settled in your new home, longing for your old home, but also feeling like you don't really belong in either place. The film's doing really well. It it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's out in select theaters across Canada. So Lena's going to talk a little bit about the themes she wanted to explore in in the film. And also, and I can't imagine having to do this, directing your own parents, your real-life parents in a fictional film. Here's my conversation with Lena Rodriguez. Hey, how are you? Hi, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, uh, I'm in Halifax right now. Yeah. How is Halifax? One of my favorite places in the country. How's, how's Halifax? It's beautiful. It's my first time. And I came here for a lovely festival called Halifax Independent Film- Filmmakers Festival. And they showed so much tenderness as their opening event uh, two, two nights ago. Oh, and how did it go? It was it was really a special, beautiful experience. I I mean, it's always hard to know how we all feel, but I think a room of people when you're feeling uh, I don't know like this emotional response. It, I just it was very charged with emotion, and, and it was just a really beautiful Q and A. It was it was a lovely experience. And you, the film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, right? Yeah, it did last year. How was yeah. that? I mean, you know, as someone like me who came from Colombia and I'm, you know, I'm an immigrant, so like my entire family, it's it's in Colombia. But obviously part of the experience of being an immigrant or moving around is that we start building new families. Um, yeah, like Toronto is my second home or my home as well. So just presenting the film in Toronto, it's, I mean, it's the first time that actually the whole cast and crew of the film that I've made are from the town where the film is premiering. So it was having like people's parents, people's partners, like like families, like extend the community. It was such a beautiful, yeah, experience of, of people just supporting and, and loving the film and loving the people on screen, the people who worked on the film. I, I could hear you say there, you know, Toronto's my my new home, Toron- Toronto's my home. And, and again, I think it's that sort of in, in-betweenness that... Uh, makes this film really compelling. Let, let's let's talk a little bit about the germ of of this film. Like, was was this a story you'd been thinking about for a while? You know, where did this film come from in you? Well, my first two films I made in Bogota, which is where I was from, and uh, you know, they're like two films supported by Arts Council money in Canada. 
Canada, and then there isn't Spanish in Bogota. And my father-in-law, who unfortunately passed away, but when I made those two films, he said to me one day, sort of in passing, like, hey, why don't you make films in Canada? What's wrong with Canada? And, you know, like I came here and through the process of my immigration, I, I became Canadian. So I had a Canadian citizenship and I was like... You're right. <laughs> but like, why don't I make films in Canada? And I think that just got me thinking to, to sort of like find ways to articulate this feeling of the things that you were saying, like feeling sort of divided, feeling like simultaneously here, but also in Colombia, like the fact that I don't think this is unique to immigrants, but we all like time is not li really linear. So the past is not really behind us and the future is not really ahead of us. Like we're always carrying so many different things, pains, joys, but also the people who leave our lives are with us. So yeah, I, I felt that it was time for me to start maybe trying to think about what it feels like to be in this liminal space as an immigrant in between cultures, languages, emotional and geographical spaces. So how about Aurora? I mean, I should say the lead character, uh, Aurora. Like how about, I want to, so maybe the best thing to do is, could you tell me about her? Tell me about her circumstance and tell me how her story and that, that plot sort of started to come to you. Well, so when once I started thinking about how to make this film, about what it means to be, I guess, settled and unsettled, like when you're an immigrant, there's a lot of programs and there's a lot of language around settling as an immigrant. And I think obviously in, in a country like so-called Canada, what it means to settle in this land, the history of this land and the people that come. And it was like dealing with all of the layers, the personal layers, but also the historical layers of the people and the land. Uh, this idea of settling was really interesting to me because it is kind of it is kind of an impossibility to really totally settle. So I wanted to try to explore that through Aurora's character, who's a woman who who is forced to leave Colombia because she's an environmental lawyer. Her husband is killed and then she has to escape. I, I had the privilege to leave Colombia because I wanted. So when I started thinking about this story, I started uh First, just talking to fellow Colombians in Canada. And I wanted to just get a sense of like how people were feeling settled or unsettled here. And even if all of us came under very different circumstances, like people like me came because they wanted to, other people came because they had to. Um, something that we shared in common as Colombians was carrying with us some of the wounds of violence. Yeah, Colombia has a very complicated and long history of violence that has permeated like our lives for generations and the other aspect was this idea or like this feeling of yeah feeling at times settled here but at times not so i felt and i also had friends who crossed the uh, border i mean this was from mexico to the u.s in the trunk of a bus so in a way uh i mean this is a fiction but it was like a way to start trying to trace the journey of someone who comes because they have to and then we see them seemingly settled but obviously there's a lot of things that are underneath that we carry with us and we must live with. I, I understand. When you, when you run into someone at, at, at Tim Hortons or you talk to someone on the street and they, and they talk a little bit about how they, you know, how they came from somewhere else and they, and they found themselves in Canada, we, we are quick to assume, okay, well, they, they've settled. They're, they're here now. I mean, everything, everything's okay. 
And you, you know, you, you're talking a little bit there about how these um, tensions and these uh, uh, d- divisions and and all of these things, even these traumas, kind of uh, stay with us underneath the surface without the other people people knowing. And and you mentioned that you had spoken to people who had, you know, like like yourself, immigrated from Colombia. You had you had s- spoken to people who had come across the Mexico-U.S. border in uh, in in the trunk of a car. Um, how, how much of those stories ended up in the film? Yeah, so as I was saying, it wasn't so the, the, the script of the film is not uh, like the reflection of one single story. Right. It's a fictional it's a fictional story, but it was I mean, I wouldn't even say a compilation, but it was it was, I guess, my sort of decision to structure a journey around some of these feelings. But and, and of course the plot is important. And it is following, uh, I guess, a more traditional genre of border crossing films. Like we have seen a ton of films that show and and just particularly like the Latina community, uh, perhaps more in the U.S. than Canada, of, you know, like Latin American people crossing into the U.S. But some of those border crossing films show, you know, a beginning that is illegal. And then what follows, it's a life of crime, drugs and prostitution. So I also intentionally wanted to subvert that expectation by telling the story, which is a story of many people who immigrate, um, that, uh, you know, you have a career like Aurora has as an environmental lawyer, like, and then you have to reinvent yourself here. And it's not always, you know, the path of violence continuation, but it was it was also trying to subvert that because it is that that part, too, is also based in, in my experience, but the experience of many fellow Colombians that I spoke to where we, you know, we just have different paths and it's not all the same sort of stereotypical story that we have been sold in the media. Right, right. You, the, the acknowledgement that your own story coming from Colombia to Canada is not the immigration story that you would see in, in, in Canadian or American you know, television and film. Yeah, absolutely. I know that it does not happen, but I feel like, you know, it's a story. I mean, this is how we get to stereotypes and this is how we get... You know, as immigrants or, or as people of color who are not in positions to talk about ourselves, like this is how we get to like, you know, stereotypes that you have to live sort of like against. And, and, and for me also as a woman, like, you know, when I lived in Colombia and when you're there, like, sure, maybe I thought that I was Colombian, but it was only until I immigrated to Canada when you're like, oh, mm. I guess I'm a Colombian. And being Colombian has this sort of weight in how people see you and what they expect of you. And being a Latin American woman... There's also expectations of being perhaps like these sexy, over-sexualized. And and so I I also wanted to just, uh, you know, just like perhaps just like build a representation of of this experience that is perhaps a little bit closer to, you know, the reality of the people in my community. We'll be right back. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. My 
my guest is the filmmaker Lena Rodriguez. Her film So Much Tenderness is, is playing in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. And she uh, joins me from Halifax, where it's playing at the Independent Film Festival there. You know, one thing that's striking me, and, and maybe this is a bit of a left turn, but one thing that's striking me that I think is worth mentioning here, that um, this is this is quite a personal film, not just because, you, you know, in the way you talked about your own story, but your, your parents are are in this film, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, part of my journey in cinema started in Colombia. So my mom actually um, plays uh, the mother and the aunt in my first two films. And obviously this is a film about this woman who's here. She has a different story to how I came to Canada. But the fact that this woman speaks on WhatsApp with her parents in Spanish, I mean, this kind of like constant sort of oscillation between languages and spaces is part of my daily life. Uh, so, you know, like I spend a lot of time on WhatsApp cooking in Toronto while my parents were cooking in Colombia. So, yeah, I wanted to uh, add that texture. And obviously, well, I wouldn't cast anyone else to be my parents, but my parents. And it's also a continuation of work that I've done with my mom because my mom has appeared in my other films. I made a short film with my dad. So it's also part of, um, yeah, like this kind of like journey of, of me as a filmmaker that has included my family. But there's other people who are close to my community here that I also wanted to include. Uh, so it, it becomes sometimes perhaps a mixture, not, not documentary in a traditional sense, but there are documentary elements because there are people playing versions of themselves. There are actors. Uh, there's like my partner in life and in cinema, Brad, uh, is in the film. I asked him to audition for a part. Um, yeah, there's like many examples of people who I knew, who I asked to audition, who, um, who yeah, who were part of the film too. What's it, how is it how is it directing family members? <laughs> I mean, um, I mean the the WhatsApp uh, film, the part with my parents was the easiest I've done because <laughs> I mean it was it, it was like it was it was a scene on WhatsApp and we did it like live so it's like the the Aurora Noel the actor called and we had like we recorded so it was it was live and then there's the, their voices appear later in a scene and when they sent the the voice message and it's something that we use later. But in the past, like directing my mother, I mean, I love my mother, but ima- imagine directing your mother. Yeah. I mean, she she's a great actor, but, uh, you know, like we have this relationship with parents where like sometimes they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to listen. But uh, I, I was, I'm just so grateful that my parents have been able to be close to the process of filmmaking and just understand also like some of the waiting and all of the intri- intricacies of, of what making a film is. Do you understand something um, new about your own journey that maybe you didn't fully know before you made this film? Well, I mean, a big part, I I feel like sometimes, um, at least the way I make films or why I'm interested in making films, me and my partner, Brad, is that, of course, we care about the film, but part of filmmaking is it's it's a way of being together. Uh, You know, I think maybe we live in, in a system where they tell us that work is work and you live after work, but we have the privilege of making creative work that it's work uh so i think for me just finding people and a community in toronto to make this film after not making a film in in canada since film school was a beautiful learning because to to be quite honest at the beginning it was it was a bit scared because there are industrial ways of making work that i didn't want to replicate but i think we were able to find such an amazing community that i just learned uh i mean so many things i think i learned that part of life but also maybe part of being an immigrant but I think this is true of all of us. Um, it's like I never stop feeling like new, like a newcomer, even if I don't have so much of an accent. Like every day, you learn something, and I think remembering that 
being able to learn and unlearn, uh, I think is one of the beautiful ways where we can sure I think it's very useful to creative work, but I think it's also useful to life, like to just be open to people and to just be open to accepting that sometimes you don't know things and you just have to learn. Uh, so I think this process of learning and learning, which is something that as a, as a newcomer and an immigrant, you have to constantly do. Lena Rodriguez, congratulations on the film. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful film. Thanks for making the time for us. Tom, thank you so much for watching the film and for your sensitive and, and really intelligent questions. It's really nice to talk about it. My conversation with the filmmaker Lena Rodriguez. Her film, So Much Tenderness, is playing in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver now. That is it for this episode of Q. Uh, the other episode that up, is up today is my conversation with Peter Garrett. Peter Garrett from the band Midnight Oil. What's that? Don't sing anymore? You got it. So, Peter Garrett, um, I, I love this conversation because it's not super uplifting. I mean, it's interesting, right? It's about how we can find strength and hope during the climate crisis. I mean, Peter's not just a musician. He was also Australia's environment minister for a while. He has a lot to say about the way that art can help solve the climate crisis. So, be great. But also, he has a lot to say about the ways that art cannot solve the climate crisis. What art can't do. And I, I kind of liked hearing that. All right. Go check that out wherever you get your episodes. See you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.